Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. How are we doing this afternoon? Uh, we are coming to you live, ladies and gentlemen, with a special afternoon session of the Sea Report Live Digs. Oh, yes. And uh, today is Tuesday, December 7th, 2021. We're very happy to be bringing this presentation to you all, ladies and gentlemen, as we have been, um, you know, going through the course of discovery and uh, truly getting to know about uh, the highly reputed office of the Secretary of State. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is our third installment of the Sea Report Live Digs. You heard that intro. It hits just a little bit differently than your typical Sea Report. Uh, but yeah, are you guys ready for a casual four, four, not four way, a ca <laughs> whoa, a casual foray, foray, okay, foray, uh, into the belly of the secretaries of snakes? Well, this would actually be what the third, the third, the third assault on uh, the secretaries of state as they stand, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if you recall where we left off on uh, the most current episode of Live Digs, which was episode two, the last episode, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we left off with quite a bit of interesting information um, that was kind of just like, dang. So uh, when we're examining the secretaries of state, the secretaries of snakes, uh, there is a plethora of snakes within these offices, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we left off with what? The National Association of Secretaries of State, the most tried and true and honest of all offices. Oh, yeah, sure. Maybe the oldest, okay. But that did not stop the rogue and renegade secretaries of state those who were uh those who were uh buttered up and uh who were um cashed out by the likes of the secretaries of snakes project and we've talked about that as well having belonged to one george soros all of these snakes just came out of this project and they just they rooted themselves pretty deeply, ladies and gentlemen, in the National Association of Secretaries of State. Let the record show, ladies and gentlemen, that all of these uh, treasonous officials are hiding out in that uh, organization. And, you know, they make no... Uh, they make no... no uh, 
pretension about what their intentions are, okay? Like, uh, you just look at some of the people that these secretaries of state are partnering with, ladies and gentlemen, in the National Association of Secretaries of State, okay? You want to talk about a broken office? Well, maybe not every state in this union are, you know, infected by a uh, a uh, renegade SOS in their state, but uh, there certainly are a lot of them. So, you know, we've just been digging at this, you know, uh, people from the 2020 uh, general election uh, blind spot crowd. Generally speaking, those people, they would be like, this is old news, this, this ain't nothing. This ain't nothing but a thing when we're talking about the secretaries of state. Like, uh, it's a non-issue. Oh, really? Ladies and gentlemen, it is most definitely an issue. Ladies and gentlemen, that we need to uh, firmly, firmly get resolved. Okay, because uh, we talked about in the first two parts, we've railed about these secretaries of snakes for the longest time, ladies and gentlemen, here over at the Sea Report, you just go visit our archive or you wait and see what we got uh, coming up in the not too distant future. And uh, we all know the secretaries of state is broken, ladies and gentlemen, it is broken um, and it is thoroughly infested thoroughly infested ladies and gentlemen it is thoroughly infested so uh i'm glad you guys will be joining us this afternoon as we do our third live dig dive into the secretaries of state on this tuesday afternoon we're just doing a live extra show here for you guys uh and uh we're doing this what uh today on the foxhole.appill.net cloud hub Clout Hub, excuse me, Trovo, Twitch.tv, and DLive. No, 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 there is no such thing as YouTube here. Uh, but I think you guys will have quite an interesting go of things today on this uh, live dig dive. Long duck dong, live dig dive of the Secretaries of State, part three. We're going to, we're going to, we are going to show you where we left off in the last episode. If you missed it, it was a cliffhanger, ladies and gentlemen. It was such a cliffhanger when we found out that the National Association of Secretaries of State were in bed with such, uh, such heavy globalist um, organizations like the uh, Securing Democracy Alliance. Oh, Lordy. Was that their names? I think that was. But uh, whomever is involved with this uh, securing democracy, um, you know, organization, troop, you better beware, ladies and gentlemen, because they are amongst the snakiest of snakes. They are amongst the elitiest of elites of, uh, you know... Uh, all of that uh, warmongering and uh, all of that other really negative. You, you, we'll, we'll get there, okay? That's where we left off. What a cliffhanger. We didn't even get to talk about this one here, okay? 
this one here on the screen is Kathy Brookvar, ladies and gentlemen. Now, Kathy Brookvar has been mentioned, but uh, by the time the C report came on the scene, ladies and gentlemen, Kathy Brookvar was but a book note in the history of possible election fraud and uh, most definitely a host of lies and uh, deceit coming from uh, the uh, the working the working uh you know uh, uh, election people electioneers uh, poll watchers uh, the ticket counters <coughs> union members right that's what was going on in Pennsylvania we had a whole bunch of union members uh probably they'd been scouted at like they'd probably been hired by the unions to work the polls. So, you know, they were going to do something. They, they were going to, they were going to be beholden to a, a higher power. Ultimately, they were beholden to a higher power. Ultimately, those union workers were at election day plus what seven in Pennsylvania. But uh, yeah, no, Kathy Brookvar was pretty much a footnote. She had already resigned, ladies and gentlemen, you see, in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, where, like in Texas, believe it or not, uh, their secretaries of state are appointed. Now, <laughs> Texas, the last time I checked, was not a Commonwealth. Maybe there's someone out there who understands Texas uh, politics better than I do, but... I don't understand why we appoint our secretary of state in Texas. Uh, I'll have to do some digging on that. Um, I probably should have already done the digging on that. But uh, let me tell you what. If um, we have uh, secretaries of state being appointed here in Texas so that they can have a good old Texas secretary of state bamboozling like they have for at least, I would say, two decades at least two decades, uh, then it, it makes absolute sense that they would do it that way. Because they're bamboozling Texans. They're making us think that they're doing something, but they're not. Oh, we will get to that as well in this live dig. We'll touch on it. We won't get too deep into Texas today, guys. Uh, Texas got its own program, right? Indeed, it does. Ladies and gentlemen, indeed, it does. Indeed, it does. And uh, so, yeah, we'll talk about that as well in today's Live Dig. Guys, thank you for joining us here over at the Sea Report Live Digs this Tuesday afternoon. Uh, let me jump into the chat real quick and say howdy-do to those who are joining us. Yes, Sonia JHC, how are you doing this afternoon? We are well aware here that Texas is a republic. So why on earth are we, are, why are we appointing? Is that the Republican way, the republic way to do it? Like if you are a republic, but you're your own state, do you elect, do you select, do you appoint your secretary of state? You tell me. I know we're not a damn commonwealth. That is for sure, though. <laughs> Good to see you in the audience. Sonia JHC, hope you're doing well today. Cloudwatcher, good afternoon. Yes, Michigan, she says. Cloudwatcher says Michigan is broken. And Michigan indeed is broken, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that's one of our favorite states to talk about. 
Uh, Cloudwatcher, if you're up there in Michigan area, well, you know, you're lucky you get to vote for one Christina Caramo, who's running for Secretary of State in Michigan. We've talked with uh, Christina Caramo. She is a very, very nice and lovely person. Uh, a very friendly, you know, very friendly. Uh, and and uh, so, you know, go and you make sure you uh, put your lawn sign up for Christine Caramo. That's with a K on both fronts. Christine with a K, Caramo with a K. Um, and also, also, let's not forget about Matthew DiPerno. Matthew DiPerno, I think what you guys in Michigan need is a really strong showing for a governor potential. Have you all had one yet up there in Michigan? Do we have, uh, do we have uh, um, a Michigan governor that's going to dethrone wretched Gretchen Whitmer for the love of God already? <laughs> Will no one stand up TikTok? Go TikTok and uh, run for a Michigan governor. <laughs> do it. Uh, brother TikTok, I hope you're well this afternoon. Aurelius Locke, it is good to see you, my friend, in the audience. Everyone missed you, sir. And uh, great to have you along this afternoon. I hope you are well. Texas gal, good to see you, sweetheart. Good to see you. And Railanon, thank you for the 117 gold pills donations. Yes. We appreciate the donations this afternoon. Soros backed in Michigan. SOS girl. Cloud watcher. You have no idea. Oh, Jocelyn Benson. We've been watching her since she was a little wee one here at the Sea Report. Cloud watcher. No, not Stretchin Gretchen. It is wretched Gretchen Whitmer at the sea report we don't want to talk about what gretchen has been stretching okay it is far too early for that my friend okay <laughs> oh your avatar is confusing the heck out of me today cloud watcher totally destroying my uh my previous uh vision of who you were <laughs> good afternoon casual gg good to see you in the house good evening we have a uh, GS or JS. I don't know. Look at the old executive office building sign in logs during Obama administration. Follow the names to current positions. GS is giving us some primo, primo uh, examination material, ladies and gentlemen. That's a good place to start. Thank you for that. Uh, I'll have to remember to uh, go back in and like, you know, copy, uh, copy that and paste it somewhere useful. Oh, uh, are we doing this already? Oh, I don't have anywhere useful to paste it. We'll just put it right there. Okay. Yes, long dick dong is what I said. Good afternoon, joyful Lily. Good to see you. Good to see you. Texas gal says, and this could be some vital information, ladies and gentlemen, I checked, and it's part of the Texas Constitution. If I remember correctly, Stephen F. Austin had something to do with our Secretary of Snakes. Oh, 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 Texas gal. Thank you for throwing that tidbit of information out there. That is uh, something we can definitely dig into. Uh, when we put our heads together, ladies and, and gentlemen, that is a grand thing. Now, you know, I figured it would be part of the Constitution, but I haven't gotten that far in my life, 
right? But, but Texas has been bamboozling for quite some time. So maybe we can find any correlation uh, between what's been going on with the secretaries of state in Texas and uh, what we see in actuality, what's really going on, um, because what's happening in real life is not good, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all again for joining us. Zena in the house, good afternoon, as well as um, whom we have here. I just saw, where'd you go? I just saw your name. Kiz, good afternoon, Kiz. There we go. Just want to make sure I said hello as we move on today, as we do this live dig into the secretaries of state, ladies and gentlemen, like I mentioned at the onset, okay, uh, we left off on a cliffhanger of a note. We were talking, uh, we were talking, um, you know, we were talking about the NASS and this uh, securing democracy, and then also their uh, their fiscal and their business affiliates and associates. Guys, it's all right here in front of you. You're going to, your jaw will drop when you see the names of some of these organizations that are associated and in support of the National Association of Secretaries of State and what the National Associations of Secretaries of State, their intention as an organization is, period, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's kind of like, why am I even like uh, just causing such anticipations? We should just jump right into it. Well, let me tell you, because we didn't even get to finish talking about Kathy Brookvar. And as we go through this Secretaries of Snakes Digest, ladies and gentlemen, I want to make sure to point out some of these, you know, uh, these characters, these ones that you currently see sitting in office, although Kathy Brookvar is not sitting in office. Her name has come up recently in the Pennsylvania circles, ladies and gentlemen, when we're talking about election fraud 2020, when we're talking about election integrity, ladies and gentlemen. And Kathy Brookvar played a very vital role in those early months of the 2020 election. In the follow-up to November 3rd, when we have this entire fallout, this insurrection that has taken over America, that has uh, basically, basically captured the country by our vote on paper through fraud. We have discussed the various and varying amounts of fraud that have taken place, okay, in the 2020 general election. We're not even done with it yet, ladies and gentlemen, to be quite honest, but um, Brookvar, all the way through Pennsylvania's hearing with President Trump, right? Um, this woman responsible for, uh, you know, changing things without legislative process, recommending things, not doing certain aspects of her job. The, uh, the very common thread that we see running through many of these secretaries of snakes, ladies and gentlemen, either they're not doing a part of their job or they're overdoing another part of their job or they're doing a part of their job that does not even exist. The secretaries of state as the head election official 
the third seat in the state governing body. Okay, the Secretary of Snakes, ladies and gentlemen, is a very important piece to the state legislature. And uh, they know they know what they're doing. They know how to slow roll it, ladies and gentlemen. They know how to uh, rebut it. They know how to uh, uh, dress it up and make it look like something it's not. Okay. And uh, this is probably all part of what they learned during this Secretary of Snakes project that was being, uh, pardon me. That was being uh, that was being bankrolled by George Soros, ladies and gentlemen. So let's finish talking about uh, this uh, this uh, Brook Var, ladies and gentlemen. You know, we actually have a report on Brook Var from back in March, maybe, and this had to do, I believe, with the uh, Public Interest Legal Foundation. Uh, now, guys, we've talked about PILF before, PILF. This is the good guys, right? We like PILF. And uh, PILF does a lot of good work, honestly. Um, they went after Brookvar, if I'm not mistaken. Because uh, Brookvar was before DeGraffenreed. DeGraffenreed being the current acting Secretary of State for Pennsylvania. Uh, but Brookvar, let's just, let's, let's do a quick jump into the search machine here. And see if we can find uh, Brookvar. Okay, I spelled that wrong. Brookvar, and let's find uh, PILF. Public Interest Legal Foundation. Bookvar. <laughs> I'm saying Brookvar. My bad. Okay, Bookvar without an R. Okay, and so here we find, ladies and gentlemen, uh, case point number one, which is most interesting, uh, the Public Interest Legal Foundation uh, versus one Kathy Bookvar. Okay, so we'll take a stroll down memory lane here. This was filed on January 3rd, 2020 uh, by PILF. Now, what was it that PILF was upset with Kathy Bookvar, the Secretary of State uh, Commonwealth okay, for Pennsylvania? What was she up to? What was PILF going after her for? Okay, uh, let's check it out real quick right here. We will expand that as well. Now, uh, Public Interest Legal Foundation PILF versus Bookvar. All right. Uh, now, just so you guys know the outcome of this case, it was settled outside of court, but uh, the Public Public Interest Legal Foundation uh, plaintiff Kathy Bookvar, acting secretary of Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, as well as Jonathan M. Marks, the deputy secretary for elections and commissions and the Bureau of Commissions, Elections and Legislation defendants. Okay, well, uh, so what you got to say here? Uh, it's memorandum, factual background and procedural uh, history. Okay. Oh, so this here just highlights what PILF stands for, a public interest organization that seeks to promote the integrity of elections nationwide. I highly recommend going to the Public Interest Legal Foundation website. If you haven't already done so, guys, uh, PILF is a good organization. They are very active at, uh, you know, uh, litigating when it comes to election fraud. That is what they exist to do. 
ladies and gentlemen, that is Pilf trying to find the meat and potatoes of this uh, document here for you guys. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so they sue Bookvar over administrative procedural things. Now, she tries to overwrite, basically, uh, state law, Pennsylvania state law for um, signature verification procedures. Kathy Bookvar does. Okay. So let us see what we have here in this document. During a recent investigation into voter fraud... PILF discovered that non-citizens were registered to vote and were voting in Commonwealth's elections. Records obtained by PILF also showed that dozens of non-citizens in Philadelphia had self-reported their non-citizen status to election officials and canceled their registrations. According to PILF, roughly half of the self-reported non-citizens had cast a ballot in an election. PILF presented these findings to the State Government Committee of the Pennsylvania House of Representatives in October of 2016. In September 2017, Philadelphia City Commissioner Al Schmidt. You guys all remember what's happening with Schmidt, right? Al Schmidt is out, ladies and gentlemen. That was a uh, Trump statement that we did not highlight. My bad. Al Schmidt, Pennsylvania, Rhino. Uh, getting in the way of doing uh, election integrity fraud uh, forensic audits. Yeah, Schmidt. This guy here, we're talking in this article. What a quinky dink, right? Yeah. September 7, uh, 2017, Philadelphia City Commissioner Al Schmidt revealed that a glitch at the Pennsylvania Department of Motor Vehicles provided one explanation for this problem. In an article published by Philadelphia Inquirer, Commissioner Schmidt explained that this glitch had allowed non-citizens to register to vote when they renewed their driver's license. How convenient, Mr. Schmidt, that you had non-citizens electing whether or not they wanted to register to vote in your DMV. Okay, so here's clearly one aspect of uh, dissatisfaction that they had with this Kathy Bookfar individual. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, and we'll dig up the one that I'm talking about because that one is actually pretty crazy. Uh, let's see here. PILF sent a letter to the Department of State. Let's, let's go down here. October 23rd, two, 2017. PILF sent a letter to the Department of State's Bureau of Commissions, Election and Legislation requesting voter records. PILF asked to inspect documents regarding all registrants who were identified as potentially non-satisfying the citizenship requirements for registration from any official information source, including information obtained from various agencies within the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Pennsylvania Department of Transportation since January 1st, 2006. Now, see that this, this one here does not make the same mistake as uh, the Secretary of State we had here in Texas... I think there was something more to that, though. This guy was looking for non-registered voters who were voting. And uh, they sent him everyone, including people who had been authorized for citizenship, their records. And uh, he sent them all a very angry letter uh, that a lot of them uh, got pretty litigious over, ladies and gentlemen, being called a non-citizen because their last name sound Hispanic. 
Yeah, he got into a lot of trouble. I think that there was something to it, honestly, when we're talking about it. Okay, so this is all about, uh, apparently, non-citizens voting. Okay, so that's what this lawsuit that PILF has with it. Now, I know this is not the only one. Yeah, because this is all having to do with the DMV. So... She's letting non-citizens vote, all right? That is uh, understandable, okay? Yes, we'll leave this site. Um, Where is... I want to see... I want to see the one, ladies and gentlemen, okay? So we're going to go to the Public Interest Legal Foundation. Bam, ladies and gentlemen, just like that. We're going to pull up the website... Hope you guys enjoy today's episode. Um, cases. Would it be under cases, perhaps? We have uh, Pennsylvania versus Dush, Lulac, Texas, Pilth versus Benson. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. For you uh, people who need to get your Michigan fix. No, these have to go back further. Older entries. We'll get... There's Pilf verse Bookvar. Okay. So we'll pull this one up. Okay. Uh, I believe there's another one. Pilf verse Benson. See, they're always... They're always fighting with Benson. Jocelyn Benson, ladies and gentlemen. I mean... Half the time, what you end up seeing is the courts saying that PILF has no standing. Like, they have no right to come to their state and sue them. Because they don't have, like, a voter or a citizen representation. It's a piece of their strategy, I think, that they should start to pay attention to, at least, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Because, uh... Other than that, I mean... uh, Props to them for bringing this to our attention, I guess, is what I would have to say about PILF. But they're doing a lot of work, ladies and gentlemen. You see, they are working everywhere. Uh, I'm going to go back to... I think we're already back as far as I can go. Okay, so Brooke Var. Uh, lawsuit against the Pennsylvania Department of State for failure to maintain accurate and current voter rolls... So there's that, uh, in addition to what we saw earlier. PA lawsuit, uh, 21K deceased on voter rolls. Evidence of voting activity after death. The article says that was from a press release. Lawsuit ends with win for election integrity dated April 7th, 2021. And then here are the court documents for this. So I guess this would be the same one here. Yeah. Was it Benson who did it? Don't tell me it was Jocelyn Benson who changed the, uh, it might, maybe it was her. And I got her and Kathy Bookvar confused. Uh, Kathy Bookvar still though, you know, coming under fire here, you know, as, uh, just one example of some of the things that was going on with this woman. We're not even done yet. Uh, But this says here, the Public Interest Legal Foundation filed an amended lawsuit against the Pennsylvania Department of State for failing to reasonably maintain voter registration records under federal and state law. 
the Public Interest Legal Foundation recently found at least 21,000 apparently deceased registrants on Pennsylvania's voter rolls in the final weeks of the 2020 election cycle. The foundation's amended complaint filed today notes in part, as of October 7th, 2020, at least 9,212 registrants have been dead for at least five years. At least 1,990 registrants have been dead for at least 10 years. And at least 197 registrants have been dead for at least 20 years. Pennsylvania still left the names of more than 21,000 dead individuals on the voter rolls less than a month before one of the most consequential general elections for federal office holders in many years. The filing also raises voter list maintenance concerns regarding voting credits granted to registrants after federally listed dates of death and new voter registration established after death. So that's some pretty crazy information there, guys. They had 114 registrations established federally listed dates of death. 92% of apparently deceased registrants died before October 2019. So, uh, like I said, when it's coming to these uh, secretaries of states, guys, we're talking, uh, we're talking people who are either not doing their job, that they know that they're supposed to be doing it. I think that the reason that they don't do that job is because they, ladies and gentlemen, are 1000%. They know that there's some shenanigans going on there, guys. That's what I think, ladies and gentlemen. That's what I think. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna live tweet while we're here, guys. Uh, remember that time that do you think do you think Pilf has their own page? That would be pretty cool if they. That would be pretty cool if they did. Oh wait, hold on. Why am I getting an echo? Are you guys getting an echo? Okay, hold on. Let me know if you guys hear an echo, because I am hearing an echo. I don't know where it's coming from. <coughs> Pardon me. Yes, Pilf has. Hello? Sorry, guys, I hear an echo, and it's starting to drive me crazy. Okay, let it be known that PILF has, what is going on with this echo? Test one, two, echo. I'm getting an echo. Okay, anyways, let it be known. Uh, remember that time that PILF, okay, so PILF does have a Twitter. Interesting. Remember that time that PILF sued at Kathy, I don't think Kathy Bookvar has, I don't think she has a page. People are like, you're wasting time tweeting Kathy Bookvar instead of doing your show. John Bookvar, Peter Bookvar. Look, there's Kathy Bookvar, but she doesn't got a blue check. Oh, no. What did I do? Okay, I guess I'm not going to do it. I totally ruined it. <laughs> okay, so you guys don't hear an echo. Thank you, Casual GG. I appreciate that. 
Uh, I just want to say something real quick about... <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. I'm glad you guys aren't getting an echo. A little feedback says uh, Aurelius Locke. Yes, this right here. Okay, good. Yes, we're going to do at Kathy Bookvar. These are the things that make life worth living. No, just kidding. This is the only reason why I like, uh, the only reason why I like Twitter. Okay, so, hey, you guys are probably like, we don't want to look at you, Mr. C. Okay, all right. Uh, yeah. For not doing her job. Or being complicit, right, in 2020 election fraud. Oh, yeah, we don't hold out here at the Sea Report. We just go straight for the jugular. And that is basically that. Like, what are you going to do about that, Kathy Bookfar? I ask you. <laughs> what are you going to do? Uh, so, okay. So that's fun. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. America first, baby. Okay, I think we're, I think we're good. Okay. Well, we, sh yeah, we always have to do that. Uh-huh. I'll just keep going as many as I can. And what? He did it. Okay. Okay, so <laughs> someone says they hear bouncing now. Okay. All right. We don't want to get too far off track. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just having fun here. Let me go ahead and close that out. So, okay. So there you go. There is Kathy Bookvar, ladies and gentlemen. Kathy Bookvar. There's no, that's not all. Okay. Let's, let's, let's continue examining this secretary of snake, ladies and gentlemen. I know she seems rather boring, right? Uh, but, uh, she was the acting secretary of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Again, uh, she served from January 5th, 2019 through February 21st, 2021. Okay. Uh, we have this article here from, uh, it looks like Fox news. It says, uh, this is dated November 6, 2020. Pennsylvania voters no longer feel secure about elections, GOP state lawmakers claim. Army vet Doug Mastriano, even back in November of 2020, was fighting for election integrity in the Keystone State. It appears, ladies and gentlemen, a top Pennsylvania Republican state senator called Thursday for the resignation of Secretary of Commonwealth Kathy Bookvar accusing her of failing to ensure an orderly presidential election in the Keystone State. Doug Mastriano, chairman of the Senate Intergovernmental Operations Committee, claimed in a lengthy letter to Bookvar that Pennsylvanians no longer feel secure in casting their vote. Okay. Mastriano, who has been a vocal opponent of Democrat Governor Tom Wolf and his administration's ongoing coronavirus restrictions, coronavirus! accused Bookvar of failing to deploy even the minimum safeguards. And this is a letter from uh, 
Doug Mastriano to uh, Kathy Bookvar. We're not going to read it unless you really want me to. Uh, but no, that's that's from there. It says here a okay. So it talks about uh, it talks about Mastriano. Okay, talks about Mastriano a little bit more. Uh, but you see a lot of uh, dissatisfaction with the work that this Secretary of Snake Bookvar was doing, keeping in mind, of course, ladies and gentlemen, that Bookvar comes from the Secretaries of State project. Pennsylvania Secretary of State Bookvar to step down after failure to advertise constitutional amendment. Governor Tom Wolf cites human error made during constitutional amendment process. So again, she, they, the secretaries of state, get away with murder, ladies and gentlemen. So what what they're saying here is what? It was human error. It was not fraud. God, how many times have we heard that? It is human error. It is not fraud, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, has caused an election to fall apart as quickly as it has. Well, I don't know. Let's see what this article has to say here. What's this? Oh, we, we don't got time for Chris Cuomo. We don't care what happened to him. He's gone. Pennsylvania Secretary of State Kathy Bookvar is stepping down from her position and as of Friday will no longer be part of Tom Wolf's administration. The decision comes after it was reported that Bookvar's department failed to advertise a proposed amendment to the state's constitution that would retroactively extend the timeline for sexual assault victims to file civil suits against their abusers a press release from Tom Wolf's office said that due to this error, the amendment process must start over from scratch unless the state legislature passes a bill. Okay, guys, you got that, right? You got that, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah, this has nothing to do with elections, right, Mr. Wolf? Miss Bookvar? Bookvar, as the senior election official in the state, made national headlines in 2020, both as the official defendant in pre-election lawsuits related to election rules and as the source of updates during Pennsylvania's ballot counting process. Wolf made it clear that Bookvar's pending departure is unrelated to the election, but is connected to the failure related to the amendment. This change at the Department of State has nothing to do with the administration of the 2020 election, which was fair and accurate, Wolf said in a statement. The delay caused by this human error will be heartbreaking for thousands of survivors of childhood sexual assault, advocates, and legislatures, and I join the Department of State in apologizing to you. I share your anger and frustration that this happened, and I stand with you in your fight for justice. Kathy Bookvar failed to uh, advertise a proposed amendment to the state's constitution that would retroactively extend the timeline for sexual assault victims to file civil suits against abusers. Okay. So they go after her on... uh, What do they go after her on? 
They go after her on an administrative error, okay? That's what they go after her on. To get this acting secretary of state out of office, this one that pulled all the punches for them during the 2020 general election, the one who assisted, the one who was complicit by not doing her job because she damn well knew that uh, they needed dirty voter rolls. She damn well knew uh, that they needed uh, to have mail-in ballots. She damn well knew they needed all of these things. They needed the money from the Center for Tech and Civic Life, the uh, Zuckerberg outfit. And we are going to talk about them a little bit today too, ladies and gentlemen. As we, uh, as we unravel this den of vipers known as the Secretaries of State, the snakes, the current renegade officials, the treasonous election uh, chair people. What is going on, America? Uh, it's never been so in your face, America, as it has been right now with these secretaries of state. And uh, perhaps someday someone will listen and, and we'll get a response somewhere from that deep void, that black and deep void of space out there. Ladies and gentlemen, oh my goodness, Kathy Bookvar. So, yeah, that's how they get her out. She's out. Uh, and let's not forget that the secretaries of state—they don't their their job doesn't end with elections, guys. They also have a lot to do with business as well. So keep that in mind when we're looking at secretaries of state. And identifying which ones are the snakes, ladies and gentlemen. So, let's move off this. Uh, let's go to this one. Pennsylvania's former top voting official debunks misinformation in real time at election forum. This happened just last month, November 17th, 2021. This is from 90.5 WESA Pittsburgh's. National Public Radio news station. So you see, Kathy Bookvar is still coming up in the news. This is from last month, ladies and gentlemen, November. Remember, 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 remember the uh, 17th of November. We have Kathy Bookvar making a public appearance, it appears. Let's see what, let's see what Kathy Bookvar had on her mind. If she had a mind to have anything on. That is her own. It says here, voting experts defended the security of Pennsylvania's past election results at a forum Wednesday, dismissing unfounded conspiracy theories of widespread voter fraud in the 2020 election. They also talked about the dangerous uh, dangers of rampant and misinformation concerning the 2020 election, a problem that unfolded in real time as the forum's Zoom chat was peppered with false allegations of fraud in last year's presidential contest. That sounds fun. That sounds like they were having an open forum meeting and then a whole bunch of people were like, uh, uh, how about just everyone was asking them about the truth, ladies and gentlemen? Everyone was just like, uh, well, what about this fraud and that fraud? And this was documented and this was on the news and this was reported and this comes from a reputable source that you're also saying is uh, telling lies and propaganda, but you see how convoluted it gets when you lie, people. 
When you lie, everything gets so damn convoluted. It's so much easier just to tell the truth. It's so much easier just to be honest. I'm just saying. I'm not judging, okay? I'm just saying. But, um, so here you have WESA, okay, giving us this special news bulletin, right? Kathy Bukvar. They are, uh, okay, does anyone see anything wrong with uh, someone who is questioned about their job as Secretary of State speaking at an event about election integrity? I mean, her job was put into question, okay? She resigned in dishonor, and yet she's going to go and speak at an elections experts uh, forum or something like that. Like, that makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Um, And then, of course, they highlight Kathy Bookvar's uh, miscarriage of justice for the abused children. Can you believe that, guys? Let's see what it says here. It says, uh, Bookfar defended the voting process the state has in place, including mail-in voting, which has been the subject of many voter fraud conspiracy theories. One area that has gotten a lot of questions is vote by mail and absentee voting, she said. But the truth is, in Pennsylvania, the processes followed for absentee votes are more extensive than voting in person. Applications to vote by mail are checked against the state's driver's license database or socially uh, social security number database, as well as the applicant's voting information. Raw, raw, boom, boom, Kathy Bookvar. Okay. Raw, raw, boom, boom. Even before your ballot is counted, they check the ballot's declaration envelope barcode to make sure it's tied to the application that was approved. Bookvar, though. Can you tell me what happens when you have broken chain of custody all throughout the state of Pennsylvania? And now we have Delaware County, Pennsylvania coming back up into, uh, you know, play. Ladies and gentlemen, for all the things that they're finding, um, how can she just go back? Uh, Take, for example, here, uh, when you have ballots that are tied to secured envelopes, what happened in Georgia? What happened in Arizona? What happened in Wisconsin? They didn't even have the envelopes. They they did not even bother to make envelopes for all of these uh, ballots that they printed. Xeroxed, right? In Georgia, did not even bother. In Arizona, did not even bother to make the envelopes for what? The 1.7 million extra ballots that you printed? I mean, come on. Bookvar, really? Anyways, okay, so you get the idea here, guys. You get the idea of what we're talking about with this book for why she's out, why we have DeGraff and Reed in. So you get a little bit of sense about this snake, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we will move on to the next point for today. Okay, so now, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get into the NASS itself. We're going to talk about some more of these secretaries of snakes. Don't get me wrong. We're not done with that yet. We'll probably do, we'll have time for at least one more for sure. One more I think is important, by the by. 
because we have an America First candidate running against this particular Secretary of State that we haven't really talked about too much. Like Kathy Bookvar, kind of a footnote, we'll catch up with this particular Secretary of Snake. But what I wanted to do, though, for sure, ladies and gentlemen, is to catch up on that cliffhanger. You know, this Kathy Bookvar was kind of one of those weird type of uh, epilogues. Or, yeah, yeah. Prologue. She was a weird prologue today, guys. Um, Kathy Bookvar. Oh, 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 we're getting ahead. We got, we, we're getting ahead to, oh, Papa Tooney. We have a loony here at uh, the National Association of Secretaries of State. Ladies and gentlemen, let's look at this one first. Because this was, uh, this was actually pretty, uh, this was pretty harrowing, ladies and gentlemen, what we discovered and, uh, yeah, pretty face. Oh, Papa Toonie. We'll look at the corporate affiliates first. Okay, let's get a good sense of the National Association of Secretaries of State. Let's get a good sense about what this organization is. Let's go to about NASS. Okay, we're going we're gonna to keep spelling this together as much as we need to for us to get a real sense about what is going on here with this uh, National Association of Secretaries of State. Now, who we are, founded in 1904, right? Shared this with you guys last time, same year as my favorite vanilla ice cream. The National Association of Secretaries of State is the nation's oldest nonpartisan professional organization for public officials, Membership is open to the 50 states, the District of Columbia, and all U.S. territories. Meet the corporate affiliates that support the organization. That is a telltale tale if I've ever heard and or seen one when we go to the corporate affiliates. We're going to do it again this time. What we do, the NASS serves as a medium for the exchange of information between states and fosters cooperation in the development of public policy. The association has key initiatives in the areas of elections and voting, state business services, and state heritage slash archives. View the NASS constitution and bylaws. The NASS committees cover a range of topics related to the office of the secretaries of state and the lieutenant governor. You can click for a national officers. The organization also has two membership sections for state government professionals. That is the administrative codes and registers and the notary public's administrators. So uh, again, these are all places we will have to dig into, ladies and gentlemen. The C report is... 100% listener supported. If you enjoy the broadcasting that we bring to you with the C Report and other shows on this podcasting platform, we ask that listeners lend their support. Become a monthly donor when you go to anchor.fm slash the C Report slash support or click on the support button over there at the anchor.fm slash the C Report website. 
where you can help sustain future episodes of The Sea Report and other broadcasting on this podcast station. Every bit helps, ladies and gentlemen. And as always, I thank you for your support. It is pretty crazy. This organization, 1904, okay? Current president, Kyle Arduin, the Secretary of State of Louisiana, Kathy Bookvar was once the president, uh, Maggie Toulouse Oliver, who we talked about in our last episode, the Secretary of State for New Mexico, was also previously a president, okay? Now, we're not going to go through this entire list here. What is this real quick? What did that say? Kids Voting USA. That might be of interest. YMCA Youth and Government. Okay, these are organizations that are partners with the NASS, guys. This, ladies and gentlemen, is just scratching the surface. Okay, we want to know about the NASS. Now, you guys know we're going to take a look at their membership first. Let's take a look at their corporate affiliates, guys. How many times do I have to go through this, guys? Okay, ladies and gentlemen, corporate affiliates. Let's get this expansively. So, um, Facebook, okay, Fort Orange Press, NIC, Amazon Web Services, Bug Crowd, Civics, CT Corporation, Dunn Bradstreet. Election System Software, MTX Group, Alabama.gov, Ancestry, uh, Carvana, Center for Internet Security, Clear Ballot, CSC, Cyber Defenses, Democracy Live, DocuSign, Dominion Voting Systems, ERS, ISC, Heart Intercivic, Global Mobile, Hacker One, Microsoft Corporation, Northwest Registered Agent LLC, Smartmatic, Thomas Reuters. Uh, so a lot of very big type of organizations, guys. This is pretty crazy. Now, there was another name. Look at this. Runbeck. Runbeck Election Services. We all know they're involved with the fraud over in Arizona and in Georgia. Pardon me while I have a little bit of deja vu, but there was uh, something here also I wanted to point out. I'm not seeing. Oh, I know where it's at. Okay, so these are their corporate affiliate. Guys, I mean, come on. We've got Dominion, Heart Intercivic, Smartmatic, Microsoft, run, run and shop with the National Association of Secretaries of State. Doesn't it seem like, uh, I don't know, Secretaries of State don't seem like they'd be important enough to, uh, you know, work side by side with such huge level corporate affiliates. It says here, Facebook is a platinum level corporate affiliate what does that mean how much money are they giving the secretaries of state you know um 
that's a, I think that's a reasonable question to ask, ladies and gentlemen. How much money are they getting from these people to be platinum level uh, members? Uh, let's take a look at the cliffhanger from last week, guys, uh, that we talked about. Let's see if that's here. Securing elections, ladies and gentlemen, we'll move this right over here. Just knowing how deep and dirty this organization is, ladies and gentlemen, we should uh, be all over this, right? Okay, it's not this one, but uh, well, it's this one here. Trusted info, guys. Okay, this one. This is this was our cliffhanger. This was this was an initiative. An initiative that the National Association of Secretaries of State put out in August of 2020. Um, if you guys remember, in two in November 2019, NASS originally launched Trusted Info 2020, an education effort to promote election officials as the trusted sources of election information. Due to the initiative's success, NASS will continue the campaign under hashtag trusted info by driving voters directly to election officials, websites, and social media pages. We will ensure voters are getting accurate election information and cut down on the misinformation and disinformation that can surround elections. Trusted info aims to highlight state and local elections officials as the credible verified source of for election information. The nation's secretaries of state, 40 of whom serve as their state's chief election official, along with other state and local election officials, are continuously working to inform Americans about the election process, including voter registration, state election laws, voting, and much more. Okay, so check this out, guys. National level supporting partners amplify trusted info on their social media pages, websites, and other communication channels. During the 2020 election cycle, we were proud to have the support of these organizations. The National Association of Secretaries of State, supported by Alliance for Securing Democracy. Now, this is the one right here for sure we're going to take a look at. American Association of Political Consultants, Bipartisan Policy Center, Brennan Center for Justice, Campaign Legal Center, Center for Dem Democracy and Technology, Center for Election Innovation and Research. Wait, wait, what? Center for Technology and Civic Life. If that were not one Mark Zuckerberg, I don't know what would be. Council of State Archivists. Council of State Governments. Defending Digital Democracy Project. Defending Digital Democracy Project. Democracy Fund. Some of these you just want to kind of look at, right? Democracy International Election Center, Electronic Registration Information Center, the ERIC, the E-R-I-C. Okay, that's important uh, because we used ERIC a lot in Arizona in order to determine whether or not we had fraudulent ballots. Facebook, Federal Voting Assistant, Assistance Program, Go Ogle, iCivics, International Association of Government Officials, Kids Voting USA, Leading Age, MIT Election Data and Science Labs. Guys, like, why are they pulling out all of these, uh, you know, partners and affiliates and associates? Where are they getting all of this from? 
National Association of Attorneys General, National Association of Counties, National Association of State Election Directors. That one is a big one to look at. Big time. We have Soros coming in here. National Conference of State Legislatures, National Governors Association. National Governors Association who got called out by Pompeo for being what? Communists. Nonprofit vote, Penn America, the Carter Center. Another another big Democrat uh, progressive uh, law firm, Carter Center, lawyers. The National Vote at Home Institute coming under fire in Wisconsin right now for their role in the Wisconsin 5 election fraud that took place in the 2020 general election. It's happening, ladies and gentlemen, whether you like it or not. Twitter, U.S. Department of Homeland Security, U.S. Election Assistance Commission, the EAC, underfunded, understaffed, and uh, basically not doing their job. U.S. Vote Foundation, verified voting, right? Verified voting for all your election fraud and fake forensic audit needs. Go to verified voting. Women in government and YMCA youth in government, guys. This is their web of support. Attack! We now know... Check this out, guys. Now, Alliance for Securing Democracy was the one that was most troubling indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, let's take a look. It's in a book of the Secretary of Snakes. Do y'all guys remember this? This we t- we mentioned these guys last episode of uh, the Sea Report live digs. Secretaries of Snakes, part three today, Alliance for Securing Democracy. Democracies around the world are under assault. Their mission statement says. Concerted efforts by malign actors to undermine democratic processes and erode democratic institutions pose a foundational threat to United States and its democratic partners in Europe, Asia, and beyond. External threats from authoritarian governments have coincided with internal challenges from domestic actors to weaken democrat, democratic norms and institutions. The time to act is now. Citizens across the ideological spectrum must unite in upholding democracy's foundation principles and countering autocratic efforts to exploit discord and undermine our institutions. Oh boy, they sound so great, this alliance for securing democracy. Supposedly a nonpartisan initiative housed at the German Marshall Fund of the United States develops comprehensive strategies to deter, defend against, and raise the costs on autocratic efforts to undermine and interfere a democratic institution. The Alliance for Securing Democracy has staff in Washington, D.C., Brussels, bringing together experts on information, malign finance, emerging technologies, election integrity, economic coercion, and cybersecurity, as well as Russia, China, and the Middle East. Of course they do. To collaborate across traditional stovepipes and develop cross-cutting frameworks. Of course, they have partners in Russia, China, and the Middle East. What kind of globalist organization doesn't have those types of connections, ladies and gentlemen?
obviously their advisory count, uh, uh, their advisory board, their council. I present to you, ladies and gentlemen, Mike Chertoff. I mean, come on, guys. We went through this last week. Do we really need to go through it again? Former Secretary of Homeland Security, 2005 to 2009, Mike Chertoff. Tomas Ilves. Okay. Former President of the Republic of Estonia. What does Estonia have to do with this, right? Previously Minister of Foreign Affairs and Communications Technology in the European Union. Or sorry, yeah, an ambassador of Estonia, David Kramer. Ladies and gentlemen, served eight years in the U.S. Department of State during George W. Bush administration, including as Assistant Secretary of State for Democracy, Human Rights, and Labor, Deputy Assistant Secretary of State for European and Eurasian Affairs, Professional Staff Member in the Secretary's Office of Policy Planning, Bill Crystal. For crying out loud, guys, Bill Crystal. Okay. He served on the project for the new American century. Hello. Foreign policy initiative. He was a uh, chief of staff to Vice President Dan Quayle. Bill Crystal. Uh, this is just a... I mean, guys, this is a terrible network of individuals right here that the NASS partnered with Mike McFall, Michael Morell. I mean, come on, guys. Acting Director for Central Intelligence Agency. John Podesta is the one who takes the cake, of course. John Podesta is the one who takes the cake as part of this uh, security, securing democracy. Okay. So securing democracy, working with the NASS. Yeah, I haven't even gone through the rest of this. There's no telling who else we're going to see in here. Fortunately, no one I recognize just yet. <laughs> Pardon me. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not reading off the names like I normally do. Alerters and gentlemen. Uh, let's see. Non-Rust Exit Supporters. Democracy Fund, Hewlett Foundation, uh, Craig Newmark Philanthropies, Sandler Foundation, the Klarman Family Foundation. They have regional focuses. The 2021 German elections, guys. What do you think uh, the Alliance for Securing Democracy has uh, planned for the 2021 German elections? I mean, uh, we know these guys have an issue with uh, Alternative for Deutschland, which happens to be the nationalist German first, you know, party. See, interest alignment, the appeal for RT Deutsch with supporters of the Alternatives for Deutschland. They're against them, guys. They're against the Alternative for Deutschland. They're against national sovereignty. Ladies and gentlemen... It's no bueno. This, this is a no bueno organization, the Alliance for Securing Democracy, guys. 
No bueno. No es bueno. Ladies and gentlemen. No es bueno. Okay, so... Here's the Center for Tech and Civic Life, guys. Again, this organization is a Zuckerberg's, Zuckerberg organization coming under fire now in such places as Wisconsin and uh, President Trump statements, amongst other things. But uh, yeah, that is your Center for Tech and Civic Life. Defending Digital Democracy Project. Oh, well, I pulled this up so I could look at that later on. The uh, Eric System Election Registration Information Center. And of course, this is the uh, NASED, National Association of State Election Directors. It's crazy, y'all, how intricate this goes. National Governors Association. We remember how badly these guys got whooped by Pompeo. National Vote at Home Institute. Now, the guy who runs this, Michael Spitz-Rubinstein, is in Trubba in Wisconsin. He is in Trubba. Okay, let's take a look at uh, the uh, roster of secretaries of state and lieutenant governors. Now, please keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, this is a complete roster of all 50 states, as well as territories and the District of Columbia. Um, not all of these people, however, are actually associated with the National Association of Secretaries of State. There is a silver lining, ladies and gentlemen. Not all of these people are snakes, it seems. First example, this asterisk here on uh, America Samoa, Taligua Alicello Ale, Democrat, the uh, Secretary of State for the Territory of America, Samoa Pago, Lieutenant Governor, I apologize. He is not affiliated with the NASS. We have Katie Hobbs, obviously affiliated with the NASS. Kevin Meyer of Alaska. John Merrill of Alabama. They are all associated with the NASS. Does that necessarily mean that they are Secretaries of State who are Secretaries of Snakes? Possibly. You really have to look at who came out of the Secretary of State project. Anyone who's fresh looking is going to be one that came out of that project. For example, we have Jenna Griswold, Denise Merrill, Connecticut and Colorado, respectively. Shirley Weber is actually the one that we want to kind of take a look at. Shirley Weber here of California um, interesting because we have an America First candidate running in California, so we want to kind of start to put the spotlight on the Secretary of State of California and get that ball rolling before it gets too late, ladies and gentlemen, because after all, Rachel Hamm, the uh, candidate for Secretary of State of California, is going to need all of the um, presence that she can get. Moving right along. This one, I don't know about this one. I think this one kind of just shows up and sits down behind the desk. If I had to make an assessment based on her uh, 
cross-eyed there. Uh, on the same line, though, we have Laurel Lee of Florida, Republican. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you, you'll notice here that if they don't have an asterisk by their name and they are associated with the NASS and uh, they also have an R associated by their name, uh, Rhino is the term that you'll want to uh, remember when we're talking about anyone who's associated with the NASS and they are Republican, they are rhinos, okay? You cannot be associated with the NASS, which has turned into one of the most progressive and left-leaning organizations as far as election integrity and SOP is concerned, and you want to call yourself a Republican? Laurel Lee of Florida? Brad Raffensperger of Georgia? I mean, come on, guys. It's just so obvious here, right? Now, it appears that Guam is not associated with the NASS, so good job, Guam. They have uh, Joshua Tenorio over there in Guam. Democrat <coughs> Lieutenant Governor, head of election uh, elections in the territory of Guam, not associated with the Secretary of Snakes, Hawaii, Lieutenant Governor Joshua Green, Democrat, not associated with the NASS. Could there be some hope after all? Not for Idaho. They got uh, Secretary of State Denny, Lawrence Denny, Republican Rhino. Not for Illinois. They got Jesse White, Democrat. Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky. Republican, 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 Republican. We got Holly Sullivan. We got Paul Pate. We got Scott Schwab. We got Michael Adams. All rhinos. Ladies and gentlemen, these are all rhinos. Okay. All of them associated with the NASS. All of them associated with Shertoff and securing democracy. And, uh, and uh, the Center for Tech and Civic Life. And, uh, and uh, the National Vote at Home Alliance, like none of these people associated with this organization proudly doing the work to undermine elections in this country are Republican. They're all rhinos. We got a whole row of them right here, guys. Keep that in mind, guys. Like this is uh, this is uh, real information here. Louisiana, Republican Rhino, Kyle Arduin, Maryland, Rhino, John Wobensmith. Okay. Of course, we got Jocelyn Benson. Steven, Steve Simon, Democrat, Minnesota. Another one I think that's worth looking at. When, when, we're, when we're foisting up photos, like this one up here, lock her up, lock up Katie Hobbs, lock her up, hashtag. We, we need one for Jocelyn Benson. We need one for Jenna Griswold. We need one for Steve Simon. Lock him up, okay, for certifying elections that had known fraud. Lock up Brad Raffensperger. May justice be served. Ladies and gentlemen, these people need to serve their time. Jay Ashcroft, Republican. Missouri, that's one worth looking at also. Let's see, uh, Montanica, Montanica, sorry, Montana, Nebraska, Nevada, Rhino, Rhino, Rhino. 
Barbara Savetsky, Sagevsky, we've talked about. New Hampshire, guys. This one's interesting. Let's check it out. New Hampshire is, uh, Secretary of State is Bill Gardner. Okay. Now, Bill Gardner's a Democrat. This guy made an appearance during the Wyndham, New Hampshire forensic audit, guys. We saw him on video. There was a woman that was just like, I'm, I'm going to give you this picture because I'm going to try and match the number on this picture to the ballot box that should have had it that doesn't exist. And, and Gardner, I'm going to give you a copy of this photo. So this way, when you see this photo, you think about me and how I'm frustrated that I don't have an answer to this puzzle of election fraud in New Hampshire. Bill Gardner, not associated with the secretaries of snakes, did his job to a point in New Hampshire. But I think it's very interesting knowing that they actually had a forensic audit underway uh, that Bill Gardner's not associated with them in New Hampshire, but we saw a lot of movement coming out of New Hampshire in regards to fighting for election integrity. Uh, Tahisha Way of New Jersey, I think, is another one that would be worth looking into, particularly when we consider uh, some of the SOPs that uh, New Jersey has in regards to election and uh, how how it is standing standard operating procedure to shut down X amount of uh, voting machines on election day and uh, put them in a warehouse for two weeks before we decide to get the information off those machines. And we've already called the election by then, by long. Yeah. Mira Nomas. We have Maggie Toulouse-Oliver. We talked about her last week. Mirano Mas, New York, Rosanna Rosado, Rosanna Rosado, por favor, hija, tú no eres en asociación de los uh, Asociación Nacional de Secretarios de Estado. Why, Rosanna of New York, are you not associated with the New York uh, National Association of Secretaries of State? That's what I want to know. What's up with Rosanna Rosado? You would think New York would be uh, heavily associated with uh, such an organization, but she's not. She is currently uh, acting, it seems, and uh, appointed. Okay, let's take a look at this next fresh line of rhinos. Alvin Al Yeager, North Dakota, Frank LaRose, Ohio, Brian Bingham, Oklahoma. We don't need to ask about where... uh, Oregon is, yeah. Shamia Fagan, Democrat. Uh, there's your Veronica de Gravenreid. All of these women have a Pennywise-like quality, clown-like demon quality to them. Puerto Rico's Omar Marrero, Rhode Island's Nelly Gorbia, Mark Hammond, Rhino of South Carolina. Oh, look, they updated their photos. We got a whole list of rhinos here, guys. South Dakota's Steve Barnett, Tennessee's Trey Hargett. Oh, wait. They're not associated with the NASS. Tennessee is not. Okay, Tennessee. Good job. Good job. Did we miss anyone else that wasn't associated? So Tennessee's not associated with the uh, National Association of Secretaries of State. That might, uh, that might be a wise way to stay. Tennessee, Trey Hargett. Uh, But John Scott, the newly appointed, the fifth Secretary of State underneath Greg Abbott in Texas, they already got his picture up, guys. 
John Scott, acting Secretary of State appointed in Texas, John Scott Rhino. He's just here to see he's just here to see Abbott reelected in 2022 because Abbott's uh, Abbott's real Secretary of State deputy Lieutenant Secretary of State uh, Jose uh, Jose uh, what is Jose's last name Esparza Joe Esparza Jose Esparza he's the one that does all the work there Deidre Henderson Utah Rhino Secretary of State guys we're pointing them all out what needs to be fixed we have uh, Vermont Virginia Islands Virginia and Washington now this is interesting here the Virginia Secretary of State, Kelly Thomason, Democrat, not associated with the National Association of Secretaries of State. And what do we see just happen in Pennsylvania and in, uh, in Virginia, ladies and gentlemen? We see Virginia with a Democrat Secretary of the Commonwealth oversee an election where her state flipped in the opposite of her political party. Democrat Secretary of State, Democrat Secretary of the Commonwealth in Virginia, uh, Kelly Thomason, oversees the flipping of her state to the political party that is the antithesis of her politics, Republican conservative and it 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 goes off without a hitch could could this be what happens when you have a secretary of state who is not associated with the national association of secretaries of state that an election happens the way it should happen that it doesn't matter what party you sit on if you are a secretary of state or commonwealth or lieutenant governor it does not matter your political party or affiliation. What matters is the integrity of elections. And that is what we have seen out of Virginia with a Democrat Secretary of State who is not affiliated with the National Association of Secretaries of State. Is there a correlation here, guys? Am I seeing uh, too much? Am I reading too much into that? What do you think? Do you think causation is correlation? Virginia, oh, Virginia. Interesting data here. Now, check out this one here. We got uh, Mac Warner, Rhino of West Virginia. Edward Buchanan, Rhino of Wyoming. Douglas Lafoyette, Democrat, Wisconsin. Now, we talked about Douglas Lafoyette. We, we just discovered this man, actually. Douglas Lafoyette, we just discovered him. He is the Secretary of State out of Wisconsin. Guess what? They do not associate with the National Association of Secretaries of State. So I was like, we're going to have to dig into Douglas and find the dirt on this man. But I guess not because this man is not associated with the NASS. And look at what's happening in Wisconsin. Is this another weird correlation? Is this a synchronicity? Is this a coincidence that we have a non-affiliated NASS Secretary of State and Wisconsin's coming down with uh, forensic audit fever, as well as election integrity fever. May that be a good mark to recognize, right? 
as we're going through this roster. I don't know if I believe in the coincidences that exist around the people who uh, are not associated with the NASS and what's happening in those states. There is stuff happening, that is for sure. Let's take a look at Kelly. Uh, Kelly. Let's take a look at Shirley Weber before we round out today's uh, today's um, episode, guys, of uh, the Sea Report Live Digs. Uh, you know, next episode. I don't know. I don't know if the next episode will be a Secretaries of Snakes episode, but this was definitely a worthwhile trilogy to explore. The first three episodes of the Sea Report Live Digs are casual dig into um, the Secretaries of State, the 2020 election fraud, and their role in that, and uh, what these people are doing now. Shirley Weber is of note uh, because she uh, has an America First uh, candidate, Secretary of State opponent coming up in the next election. But let's see, let's see what makes the old girl tick, right? Shirley Weber. Let's see what makes this, uh, this Secretary of Snake a Secretary of Snake as we begin to put a spotlight on California in this regard. And also, uh, you know, continue to point out the side in the politics that they play, these people. Even someone like Shirley Weber, the, what was she, was the uh, first black woman Secretary of State. She's like, I think, the fifth black American in a state politics. At the, I'm not talking about like, you know, a senator or an assemblyman, you know, I'm talking about like a major. <laughs> I, I have the facts here somewhere, guys. Maybe we'll stumble upon them as I stumble upon myself. There is Shirley Weber. Okay. This is Shirley Weber. <laughs> For those of you uh, listening on the podcast, just getting some uh, better photo opportunities to share. Shirley Weber. All right. California Secretary of State Communications. So this was actually just from their website. Uh, something I was looking at a little bit earlier. What is this? It says uh, California Secretary of State issues unprocessed ballot report for September 14, 2021 gubernatorial recall election proposed initiatives enters circulation polls now closed in california election day in california polls now open so this had to do with the recall election uh let's see here california secretary of state certifies assembly district 18 special general election results california secretary of state partners with snapchat to remind young voters to vote with statewide lens on election day california secretary of state releases final report of registration ahead of september 14 2021 California gubernatorial recall election. So these are just her uh, press releases, her newsletters. We'll skip that. This is from her actual uh, California Secretary of State website, Shirley Weber. Weber. She apparently is a doctor, Dr. Shirley N. Weber. Okay. We're not going to waste too much time here, guys. It's almost, what, lunchtime, dinner time? Some kind of time. <laughs> Let's see what this has to say. This is from Christian Daily, ladies and gentlemen. Christianity Daily, State of California sued 
for forcing corporations to hire LGBT to their boards. Okay, so you remember, guys, I was saying the secretaries of state don't just deal with elections, although that is their primary uh, purpose for existence. They also deal with businesses. So uh, what on earth is uh, Shirley Weber doing, Weber doing over there in California that she's got businesses suing her because she forced them to hire gay people? What is your priority, Shirley Weber? It's kind of what I'm starting to wonder now. California Secretary of State Shirley Weber is at the center of a lawsuit filed by conservative think tank National Center for Public Policy Research, which filed a lawsuit on November 22nd in the U.S. District Court for the Eastern District of California. The lawsuit aims to block a law that forces publicly held corporations in the state to have quotas for appointing board members based only on their race and sexual orientation. According to the Epoch Times, the law was the result of the race issues stemming from Black Lives Matters and Antifa revolts that led to the over $2 billion in property damage. Weber, who is described by the report as a radical left-wing academic before entering politics, is at the center of the lawsuit. She served as a member of the California State Assembly until January this year before rising up to the position of California Secretary of State. The Secretary of State, Weber, championed AB 3121, Assembly Bill, a law that ordered the establishment of a task force to develop proposals to pay reparations to blacks to compensate them for having ancestors a century and a half ago who were enslaved. Weber's law, which passed last year, claims that California has an ugly past and that it must confront its systemic injustice. What is she thinking? Why is Weber concerned with reparations and not with uh, election integrity? Is what I want to know. Doesn't seem like Rachel Hamm will have a tough time running against this woman. The lawsuit against Weber was filed by the NCPPR, a pro-free market research and shareholder advocacy organization that is being represented by Sacramento-based Pacific Legal Foundation. Together, they argue that the new law ordering corporations to hire gays to their boards, known as AB 979, perpetuates discrimination by treating people based on their immutable characteristics and not as individuals. Similarly, California's SB 826 has required corporations in the state to meet a certain quota of female board members or be subjected to fines. This law is currently being challenged by PLF client and shareholder activist Creighton Meeland in the same U.S. District Court. California attempted to have the case dismissed by U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit unanimously decided that a shareholder of a company headquartered in California may file a lawsuit over the measure. Meanwhile, AB79, which is ordering corporations to hire LGBT persons to their boards, was signed by California Governor Gavin Newsom in September 2020. Back then, the Democrat governor said that he signed into law to advance racial justice. But the NCPPR disagrees, citing that it was wrong to use government coercion to enforce diversity According to WND, the NCPPR reason that the law will apply to all California businesses regardless if there is evidence of discrimination based on gender identity, it argued in the lawsuit. 
these laws, which dole out benefits and impose burdens on the basis of race, sex, and sexual orientation, are unconstitutional. The Sacramento Bee reported that NCPPR said it invests in California, 14 California corporations that would be affected by the law. These corporations include big tech giants Apple, Facebook, Netflix, Tesla, Twitter, and Wells Fargo. This isn't the first time law ordering corporations to hire LGBT people to their boards was legally challenged. What a crock of BS, ladies and gentlemen. That's a crock of BS. Uh, is that anything for a uh, secretary of state to be championing? She's champ championing having gay people on a board, which in itself is a form of discrimination. It's a form of, of intellectual discrimination. It's a form of, of uh, work ethic discrimination, okay? When you uh, consider someone for their sexual orientation as opposed to the work that they bring to the table, the Secretary of State is uh, kind of uh, out of whack, it seems to me. The National Law Review says here about one Shirley Weber, Dr. Shirley Weber, okay? Secretary of State argues SB 826 does not require an impermissible quota. Now, this having to do with the women needing to serve on the board, SB 826 requires all publicly held corporations headquartered in California to have at least one woman on their board of directors. And by the end of this year, two women on boards of five directors, three, three women on boards of six directors. No wonder the people of California are so miserable and they're running away. Uh, their legislators are over here making laws about how many women and gay people will serve on a board of directors. Really, California? Really? This is what we are contending with. And we and this is what, Rachel, oh, Miss Ham, I think that you will have a rather easy time defeating Shirley Weber. We just need to get your name out there, girl, so that everyone can hear it and knows it. Oh, look at an actual, an actual election issue here in California. Should California require identification to vote? Hmm. Readers of the patch weigh in on this one. Okay. But that is something that, uh, that's about, that's about all they're talking about. The initiative would mandate Californians to present an official identification card to vote in person, require mail-in voters to provide a government-issued ID and signature matching their voter file. Oh, <laughs> this is so evil. You have to have a voter. You have to have an ID card to vote. You have to have a social security number. It has to match a signature. Yeah. So they don't care, guys. We know about uh, this other issue of election uh, fraud that happened in uh, Santa Barbara. That was never addressed. Rachel Ham, I would say, get your paws, get your mittens, get your claws, get your hands on the Santa Barbara fraud issue that happened at the University of Santa Barbara. If you want to make a name for yourself in this uh, election integrity, election fraud time of existence, Rachel Ham, there she is. That's who I keep talking about. Rachel Ham. She is running for Secretary of State in California, ladies and gentlemen. Should have no, no, no issue against Shirley Weber, but uh, look into Santa Barbara, Rachel Ham, if you have a chance, University. Look at the fraud that happened there. 
I think you'll be quite interested to note. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there are a few other things we could wrap up with tonight, but we are going to go ahead and let you guys out a little early tonight, today, as we are just doing a special afternoon episode of um, Live Digs. Don't want to let the uh, Secretary of State issue go, guys. It's a very important issue. Um, It is one that I think needs a little bit more help getting light on. But we'll continue to do it here at the Sea Report Live Digs. Uh, Look for this episode over at... Look for this episode over at the uh, podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget, you too can check it out over at anchor.fm slash the C report. And uh, we will have this episode up and running. Uh, will we have a C report tonight, ladies and gentlemen? I believe we will, but we'll see how that goes. Um, but thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for the donations and for your, um, participation for your presence, ladies. Your presence is a present as always, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. J S Cloudwatcher, Texas gal, Aurelius lock, sleigh bell, 72, Sonia J H C. Good seeing all of you guys. Sean Joe. Good afternoon, sir. Thank you for gifting the cookie, by the way. Much, much, much appreciated. We'll continue to look into the Secretaries of Snakes, guys. We're not done with them yet. Oh, no, not by a long shot. We're not done with them. Uh, but uh, I hope you guys have a great afternoon. Thanks again for uh, joining in on this. Now, if you guys, again, check out the other... We have two other episodes of the Sea Report Live Digs, okay? And they both have to do with the Secretaries of Snake. October 27th is one date, and I think uh, November 29th or so is the second episode. This is the third episode of the Live Digs. Ohio Kimmy, hello. Casual Gigi, you have a great afternoon again also. And Ohio Kimmy, thank you for the cookie. Scratching has been released. We may see you guys tonight. We may not. Please don't. Uh, please don't be mad if we don't have a C report tonight. We did. We did do a C report live digs this afternoon, but uh, otherwise we will see you tonight. If not, we will see you for sure tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and uh, yeah, well, until next time, guys. Y'all have a great afternoon. It was a fun time, and uh, we'll talk secretaries of snakes again soon. We'll talk the sea report soon. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all have a great afternoon. We will see you next time. Be safe, be blessed, and God bless America. We love ya. Take care.